Hey, hello, and welcome to the PlayStation Report. My name is Frank. With me is Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you, sleepyhead? Um, yeah, I'm a little bit sleepy. I'm a little bit sleepy. A little bit sleepy. <laughs> I've been sleeping a lot lately, which is actually good, but it's become a little bit problematic. I need to sleep a normal amount one of these days. <laughs> yeah. It's all or nothing for me when it comes to sleep. <laughs> How much how much sleep you getting mm. recently? Oh man, uh, so I've been on I've been I've been working this week, and normally on a work day I get about like five six hours of sleep. Man, I'm getting eight nine hours of sleep. Close oh yeah, to there, you, there you go. And I'm like, man, this is great, but I can't live like this. I can't wake up and be rushing around in the morning. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> that's the trade-off is that I just have less time to get around and to do stuff while I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, so, right. If only I could do things while I'm sleeping. That would be awesome. Absolutely. If I could make breakfast while still asleep, that would be amazing. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I I, I never want to sleep, but when I'm sleeping, I want to keep sleeping. Oh, like, yeah. I just don't want to get up. It's one of those things, like... You know, just want to use my time while I'm awake to do stuff. And then you got to sleep, but then you're sleeping. You're like, you know what? This is fucking good. Yeah. So. But then later yeah. on, you're like, wait, that was fucking bullshit. I, where'd all that time go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I fixed my mic stand. I, I actually, it wasn't that hard. I just had to pop a spring back into place. Uh, so, Yeah. Good things nice. sometimes. I had to pay for some boiler maintenance yesterday, which was a bill that I didn't uh, anticipate being as high as it was. But, you know, whatever. Whatever it takes yeah. to keep this house warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a a bill for something uh, recently, and it was well over $100. And it's something we pay yearly. It was well yeah. over a hundred dollars what it was last year, and I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, how yeah. can we keep do- going this way? It's just crazy." Yeah, I try not to look at my grocery bills because that's depressing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. The one thing that I'm like, I'm like, this is this is capitalism. This is the beauty of it. Sometimes. Um, okay. All over, right. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Over near, <laughs> over near my office, they yeah. uh, built a new sheets, which right. is right across from a uh, speedway. Now this speedway is a dump. Fuck this. Oh place. yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So right, right by the uh, right by the uh, highway. Uh, yes. The, yeah. Exactly. So they built this sheets, and the sheets opened up a couple months ago. And ever since then, I it, it's like uh, mobile games. Like, their gas prices are just a race to the bottom. Gas prices over there are 3, it was 314 yesterday when I came home from work. Mm-hmm. And then over by my place, it's 359 at a sheets a mile down the road. I'm like, how's this, how's this even possible? But they keep competing with each other. Like, one will lower, lower like three cents the next day and then the other one matches. I'm like, okay. I like mm-hmm. this. I like this. I could save save some fucking money on gas over here. Keep doing it. 
You know, yeah. that's that the competition there. That's the beauty of capitalism sometimes, mm. just driving those prices down. But there's a lot of other things about capitalism that aren't very good. But. Yeah, some things we might get into here. Uh, you know, the part <laughs> where uh, shareholders dictate the direction of a company and, you know, how yeah. it retains employees. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. But before we get to that, we, we have video games to talk about. I have two video games primarily to talk about. Um, one of them is Baldur's Gate 3. We played some Baldur's Gate 3, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a very good time. Um, struggling to figure... So we went we went up and met up with Annie Ethel, right? Or did we do Annie Ethel yet? No. Uh, we started that one, but we okay. didn't... Um, we were too underleveled. Um, okay. for what we needed. So we we were in that area, found out some shit, and then went back to the um, Emerald Grove uh, for yeah. the uh, Druids and Shadow Druids and all that good yeah. stuff. That was really good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, did that, and then we started going through the uh, Goblin Camp. Yep. Yep. I got whipped, but not in the right way, apparently. Yeah, you weren't trying enough. You needed to cry more. Yeah, I'm sorry. But still, like, it's it's moments like that that's just like, the writing in this game is just, it's so top-notch. It's, mm-hmm. it's just fucking wonderful. Um, and yeah, there was a guy getting tortured as well, so we, we helped that guy. I was playing into it a little bit too much, but then we ended up doing the right thing and helping him out. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to, you know... You didn't have to pretend to be a torturer. No, I didn't. <laughs> Did we find Halson? Did I get us to Halson? No, we, we're okay. like on our way there. I think that's one of the next things we'll do. Um, okay. I think we dealt with the Paladins. Yep. We with Carlac. Yep. We did that. Um, Fix. Did a little tune up on Carlac's engine. Yes. Yep. Did that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Asterian wanted to uh, get some blood. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, those things are so, so cool. Just, they they feel, I, I, I would love to know, like, the back-end stuff of how they actually designed those sort of moments. Because they feel so natural when you go back to the camp and it's just XYZ things happen. And it's it's so cool. And that that was another really really cool moment that I enjoyed a lot. Very early spoiler, I'll say. Will got his horns. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That was interesting as well. Yeah. All these, like, um, companion quest lines are just so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I'm really intrigued where a lot of them end up going. Discovering that Gale is practically a walking nuclear bomb. Uh. Yep. 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 Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sh- good shit, man. I I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing with uh with my girlfriend, and uh, we actually we finished we just finished up the Goblin Camp. Um, we did anti Ethel. We're playing on a lower difficulty, so it's just easier for us. Um, and we're we're get we're pounding through some things. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how? Uh, no spoilers, of course, but how 
close are we to finishing Act One? Not like, do we have a, a lot to do, or? Uh, so once we finish the Goblin Camp, um, there are a couple ways we could do it. We could go through the Mountain Pass to go towards Moonrise Towers, or we can go through the Underdark. I suggest we go through the Underdark. It's it is a little bit longer. Um, but there's just a lot of shit down there. I got you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we need, we definitely need to hit up the Adamantine Forge. You don't know what that is yet, but we need to go no. there. No, yeah, and I, I assume we have to deal with Auntie Ethel. Yeah, well. we should probably deal with Auntie Ethel at some point. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think by the time we finish the Goblin Camp, we might be able to go yeah. go deal with that. I think we were one or two levels underneath when we first ran into her, so I think we'll be better off now. Um, this game is so good that uh, I, you know, I'm over here, I'm like, I'm not starting a big game. I'm not doing it. I just came off of finishing a bunch mm. of them, and I'm like... I couldn't stop thinking about this game, so I started so, my own playthrough finally. Yes. Of, Tell, give of, me some uh, details. Give this. me some details so, about your character. <laughs> I, I'm only three hours in, and honestly, I've only done, like, I just got to the Emerald um, Grove, so I've only really done stuff that, obviously, we've all done. Um, yeah. So I, I'm boring, but I chose a, a Barbarian. But my dude looks fucking badass, and I, I okay. love it. He's got this like ponytail. I got these awesome scars on my face. Love it. Um, and I think I'm gonna roll what with ra- uh, what, what, what race did you roll? Human. Oh, okay. Fine. Human. Fine. Yeah. Could uh, go half work for me. <laughs> yeah, I probably could have done something a little more interesting, but uh, I don't know. I I, I I'm also going to roll with uh, Shadowheart. Um. Gale and probably will, but we'll we'll see on that. Because um, okay. I we'll just see. <laughs> <laughs> so th- yeah, I think I'm just going to try to go with a obviously a balanced crew, but a different crew than than what we have. Um, mm-hmm. But still, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. I, I think uh, Shadowheart and Gale are both actually very interesting. With not only interesting characters, but a lot of their abilities are really cool and. Uh, especially Shadow Hearts, just way more diverse in her abilities than I thought. Um, so yeah, I and I just find her to be an absolutely fascinating character. So want to learn more about about that. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I just I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. I, like I'm I'm itching to get back to it and um, just love it. I also kept getting like some of the music stuck in my head like the battle music the main theme um yeah the soundtrack in this game is just fucking awesome yeah yeah it's the, i hmm. i i just i keep wanting to like i know i should probably just finish a run of this game and then start a new one but i keep getting this temptation to like i wonder what happens if i'm a githyanki how does how does Lazel treat me then? Um, I wonder, like, what happens if I, I don't know? Like, th- there's like all these different different things you could do, like, and I wonder, like, how I imagine there's writing for every little choice you make in your character creation. Um, but I'm just so curious about all of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. 
it, it's a game that, you know, and, and Divinity was this way, but I feel like this game's just so much bigger and more detailed and complicated that bigger budget this, too. Let's let's let's. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And and I, it's a game that can absolutely feel overwhelming, but it's also just I don't know. This kind of sounds dumb, but you just gotta play it. Like you just gotta, you, you know explore and be curious about things and just talk to this person and that person and things just just so naturally happen and it really just i don't know it just kind of really puts you in the game in that way that i think is probably better than it was in divinity but it's also just like way better than a lot of rpgs i feel like it's just really fascinating because a lot of things just feel so so natural they just kind of happen and they're probably happening based off of your conversations and choices and all that stuff. But it just, it doesn't feel um, as just this happened and then that happened and then that happened and that happened. And that might be what it actually is doing, like on the back end with the design and everything. But it just doesn't feel that way. It just feels so cool. Um, it's really well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've been playing a little bit of that. Uh I I played the first couple hours of uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden. Ooh, how is it? It's very, very fucking good. And it does a thing. I think they've learned. You gotta get the player playing. You gotta get the controller in the player's hand and have them fight right away. <laughs> um, because this game starts off a lot faster than other yakuza or like a dragon games <laughs> that's that's good that's cool nice um that's not to say there isn't a lot of story happening but you definitely get to playing a lot quicker um so i've been doing that i've got i got through chapter one i'm towards the end of chapter two now uh i've been dicking around doing a lot of side stuff you get this in chapter two you get to this thing called the akame network um basically where you're doing basically a bunch of small fetch quests slash, like, I mean, a lot of, like, meaningless side quests uh, to unlock bigger story side quests. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly care for all of, the, all of the little side quests that pop up on the map, but they're so easy, and usually I have the item they want anyway, or... Like, some of them are just, hey, go fight this group of dudes, which is okay. Um, you get this gadget called the spider, which is basically... They, they did a Spider-Man. Not really. Ooh. You're not swinging around or anything. <laughs> but you have this little gadget that lets you uh, pick up items that are too high to reach. Um, and you can also use the gadget in combat to uh, tie up enemies and throw them around a little bit. So a little, a little bit of Spider-Man in there. But you get other gadgets, too. Uh, different fighting styles. Like, you have this... Um, you have an agent fighting style. I'm not going to spoil the story too much. But then you have the agent fighting style, and then you have your old-school Yakuza fighting style. Um, it's, a very, it's a very fascinating story. And, Tyler, I know you played Like a Dragon 7. This game yes. takes place at the same time. And sometimes cover some of the same areas. Like, you go to Yokohama. 
so there's a little bit of crossover happening and some convenient some characters that are conveniently unavailable but there are definitely mm-hmm. references to the other things that are happening in that story so. interesting no that's cool nice yeah really cool game i i'm having a blast with it it's still it's still very funny in some parts um there's a lot of throwbacks um you played uh yakuza zero a little bit right yeah no i i finished that game. yeah you finished Yak- yakuza zero you remember the obatarian i do yep she makes a return oh to right, terrorize cool. kiryu <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nice. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, I highly too, recommend like, it, especially since it's on Game Pass. It's like, uh, I mean, I've, I was kind of surprised this was a day one Game Pass, but hey, fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, now that we learn that it's DLC, it makes sense. But hearing that this game's only like 15 hours long, too, is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, seems like it's just a nice, concise adventure. So. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's all I've got, those those two games, Baldur's Gate and uh Like a Dragon. So what have you got? Cool. Uh the the only other thing I I played some more Spider Man two. Um game um the game says I'm twenty something percent through it already. Uh, it was my overall completion, so uh getting there. And I think this game's just yeah, it's just a lot of fun and um I'm still just continually just blown away by how this game looks, especially as you're just swinging around. It's just the detail in this city is just crazy. And um, a lot of the... Uh, I mostly did a lot of side stuff last time I played. and But I think this game, for this type of open world game, that's a little more icon-driven, things like that, that um, I think I think this game just does a really good job of just kind of drip-feeding you to the side content. You don't feel very overwhelmed by it at all, uh, which is nice. Um, so, you know, it's it, it feels very manageable as you're going through the story. And, um, yeah, just curious where that story goes. I don't have too much to say about it, too much else to say about it right now, but um, loving it. Looking forward to getting back to that one, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the other thing I've been kind of knocking away at, uh, Fallout 4, I finally got into the Nuka World DLCs, where you're Ooh. managing um, a conglomerate of three factions of raiders, and you're reclaiming parts of an amusement park and distributing them across the raider groups, trying to keep them happy. So, yeah, that's the basic premise of that. Nice. There's a returning character. I'm not sure if you remember from Fallout 3, Sierra Petrovica. Yeah, I don't. The, I don't remember. I don't. I didn't the, fully play through Fallout 3, so I don't ah, totally remember her. Okay. Well, she has a Nuka Cola museum in Fallout 3, and then she's traveled all the way up here to find some clues as to a like for for this old. I don't know. Apparently, there was some sort of. Some sort of a scavenger hunt back before the war, and that she's trying to do now uh, at the amusement park. So, yeah. Nice. Doing that for her. But it was really cool to see a returning character from Fallout 3 all the way up here. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that that is cool. That's cool. Callback. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Before we get into the news, one thing I wanted to ask, I think it could be a good good conversation here, is um, Monday, the Game Awards nominees come out. Oh, right, so shit. I wanted to ask you, what six games do you think are going to be nominated? They might not oh. be your Game of the Year or anything like that, but what, what games do you think is going okay. to make it? I'll jot these down. We'll, we'll see what a... All right. I'm almost right. certain that I'm going to be correct on all accounts here. Okay. It's going all to right. be Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's yep. Gate 3, uh, Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That's four, correct? Yes. Um, the Dead Space Remake, and Starfield. Okay. Jedi Survivor, I think, is an interesting pick. Uh, while that game is good, I just, I don't know. I feel like it, uh... There's it, enough normies out there. The first gonna, one. There, there's so many normies out there, Tyler, you don't you don't realize. So many normies. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I'm with you on Zelda, Baldur's Gate 3, and Spider-Man 2... Absolutely. Um, and Starfield. I think I'm going to then go Alan Wake 2. I think. Uh, I don't know. Some of the, uh, as that game has come out and people have been finishing it, it's like a lot of people talking like, ah, this is my game of the year. It's amazing. So, I don't know. Um, maybe. And then I think I'm going to go, while I enjoyed the Dead Space remake more, I think I'm going to go with Resident Evil 4. Okay. Yeah, I was split on either one of those two. Ah, shit. Yeah. But now now it just hit me. I'm like, Mario. Oh, fuck. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Mario Wonder, actually. Okay. That's, that's my last pick. Just because, I don't know, uh, especially the people voting in the, in the industry media. Boner for Mario. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Super Mario Water is great, but uh, that's sometimes I get a boner for Mario. It's just, yeah, that's just how video games work. You see that Mario, is how they work. You just pop a boner, and uh, yeah, uh, metaphorically. Uh, come on, you sick. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's it, it. Is I hope that um, there's been a lot of talk too of like, oh, will they expand it this year with how many? Uh, games get in because how good a year it's been i'm like no let's keep it at six you know i think it's let's just keep it that way and it's like these are the best six games objectively or subjectively of course but uh um yeah let's keep it at six so i'm I'm really curious what what they will be because there's there's so many good games this year that you know a few of them obviously are absolutely going to be left out like i think of uh Hi-Fi Rush, I don't see that making it, but that's a fucking awesome game. Sea of Stars, maybe, you know, Resident Evil 4 or Jedi Survivor, something like that's going to not make it. So, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see if Final Fantasy 16 gets nominated at all. Oh, uh, yeah, that's another another really interesting pick. I I'd be a little bummed if it made it. 
like I like that game, but I think it just it has too many flaws. I think to make it, but I I am curious about that. I I could see it making it though overall. Some surprises, I think. I think some games that are going to do surprisingly well: Lies of P and Remnant yeah. Two. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that. Absolutely. All right. Is it time to get into the news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get bummed out in the news uh, because there are more layoffs. Digital Extremes closing their publishing division. Um, fuck it sucks. Losing, what, 30 people? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they're no longer publishing uh, the game Wayfinder from Airship Syndicate mm. as well. So that's they're going to have to find a new publisher you know, or publish it themselves, potentially, over there. Um, so, yeah, definitely sucks. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, a, what what is it? It's like this year there have been 6,100-something... Uh, layoffs in the industry, which is so many people. That's a lot of positions um, that have been laid off, and it's it's a bummer um, because you know, as we'll talk about with probably one of the, the next one here is that yeah. you know the games just they're making so much money, and it's just incredibly unfortunate that so many of these people are getting laid off. Yeah, and this right here is uh, hey. Maybe capitalism ain't great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unity laying off employees despite uh, increased revenue and reduced losses. Revenue increased sixty nine percent during Q three. Um, the, the net losses uh, compared to last year down fifty percent. It's. <clears throat> It doesn't fucking make sense. Unless you're a shareholder who is greedy as fuck and thinks that all the money belongs to you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, and it's just unfortunate because it's, it's just, it's never, it's never the people at the top and it's people at the top that are always making, um, just a lot of these poor decisions to, you know, I don't know, uh, staff up too much, you know, to where they're overstaffed um, with what they have or just making bad decisions and they're not uh, selling as much or whatever. But then you also see like even when they're doing stuff well like this. Here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Even when things are going well, it's like there's this need to lay people off that just doesn't make sense. And it's like, well... Clearly, you're doing totally fine, so don't you want to just retain the people that you have so that you can continue to do fine? Maybe even I mean, better next year? Who knows? I, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Um, I, I just, I don't get it myself. You know, this this might sound like, hard, this might sound, I don't know, abrasive or anything, but I think stories like this are proof that rich people would totally bring back slavery if they thought they could. Because they don't think they should have to pay people to make this much money. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and I, I think even some of the stuff with um, you know, it just just finished up is the um, 
and like the SAG after strike, like how much of a sticking point like AI is and was yeah. for those negotiations. It's like so in some of the, the things that were coming out as you know, it was going on of what these major uh, movie studios wanted to do with AI and the things that they weren't throwing in in terms of protections and reuse and scanning and all that stuff. It's like, it's just, ugh, it's so gross. It just, it, it's one of those things like, well, we all know what the right thing to do is probably, but it's like, you have to fight for it. And it's just nasty. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. And, 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 you know, we sit here too when we say, oh, this might be the best year ever for video games. And it's like, well, you know, maybe for the actual releases, sure. There's a ton of great games, but there's also this opposite side that is incredibly dark where it's just the most layoffs like ever in this industry um, in studio closures and all sorts of stuff. It's just, you know, it's gross so while we can celebrate how great it's been it's you know you gotta remember there's a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on still too with a lot of these layoffs that you know people are losing their livelihoods it sucks Uh, also you know fuck unity you know they they make all these just stupid decisions that we talked about a few weeks ago and then they're still just making record profits and then laying off people that company is gross to me yeah and yeah it's it's not just layoffs there are other like there's just other hard things going on in the industry right now um let's talk about the glory society real quick here um Glory Society, a game development co-op, uh, has decided to close down because they're, they're losing key members due to some medical things going on. Um, it's not it's not great. Yeah. So this team that made Night in the Woods, which is a pretty well-received game a few years ago, uh, and they just, I think, last year, maybe even this year, announced Revenant Hill, which was their new game. Yeah. Um, and they were very uh, silent for a while on what was next after Night in the Woods. And, yeah, that game is um, not even going to come out. Well, yeah, I guess it still might uh, in the future, but they're suspending operations on it yeah. after four years of development. Um, so that's that's a bummer. And, yeah, it's one of those things of, like, some of these really small indie teams, you know, you lose two people like that, you know, even, you know, to say something like, they're saying here with medical issues, it's, you know, that's a massive blow to a team like that. Um, so it's unfortunate that they're going to kind of shut down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I I wish the best for uh, uh, Scott Benson here. It's like this sounds pretty grim here. Uh, just severe heart failure. For, I'm just going to read his tweet here. So over the past 12 months ago... Uh, 12 months or so I got very sick and it didn't go away eventually I was diagnosed with severe heart failure most likely from a virus will continue to greatly limit me for the foreseeable future and as such I've had to stop working in the manner I once did so yeah hopefully uh, hopefully it gets better that that fucking yeah. blows yeah absolutely yeah uh, yeah 
Let's see. Is there is there any good news? Is there any good news? <laughs> Fuck. Um, how about how about Valve over here? Valve. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, Valve has unveiled the Steam Deck OLED. It's launching at November sixteenth. Um, there will be a five twelve gigabyte and a one terabyte unit, priced at five forty nine and six forty nine. Kind of expensive, but like. When you think about it at just being a game console that plays PC games, I don't think that's terribly too big of an ask, uh, personally. Um, but yeah, going to have a nice OLED screen, um, a little bit better uh, RAM, I believe, in, in this version as well. Um, Get a, you're getting yeah. a price drop drop for the uh, 256 gig LCD down to $400. Um, Steam Deck's a really fucking cool device. Um, I, I I don't know what else to say. It's it's been like my favorite gaming device since I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean I do agree. It's a little pricey, but. Um... I don't know. Those OLED screens are very nice. Yeah, very nice. Like the one on the the Switch. I mean, is is so cool. And then to throw that on the Steam Deck um, as well, I think it's going to be uh, popping. I don't know. I I, I looked at this. And I'm like, mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's a little bit yeah. pricey yeah. when you consider it as a console. Um, like. What is the PlayStation going for now? Uh, $500? Yeah, I think it's 500 still. So, like, it's a little bit more expensive than that. Um, but also, it's it's handheld. It can play pretty much the same games. Uh, and on that smaller screen, you don't notice, like, the lower resolution. Like, it's just a smaller screen, so, like, you can't notice a lower resolution. So, yeah, like, and it, I, I don't... I think with the OLED too, that's even going to be even better. You yeah. Know? So like, it's a console gaming experience on the go. It's like what the Switch promises, except with power that's comparable to the consoles. In in most cases. Right. So, yeah, I don't. I I really love my Steam Deck. Um, I'm not in the market for an OLED yet. I still like my Steam Deck, but like, this is really cool for folks who haven't bought in just yet yeah plus better battery life too yep definitely nice um i felt just they're so crazy it's like this thing's coming out on november 16th which as of when we're recording is five days away it's like here's this whole new model bam there it is you know usually there's a couple months uh um a lead up you know for something like that it's like no here it is go ahead buy it uh, speaking of like short uh, notices, uh, apparently we're getting a Grand Theft Auto Six trailer at the Game Awards. We're learning about this a month away. <laughs> yeah, it. I don't think it's confirmed as at the Game Awards, but that seems like the best place to do it. You know, this game's. I don't know. This is yeah, but Rockstar, yes, they did officially confirm in in early December. 
yeah. that we will it's get a trailer. Awards. It's going to be I agree. Awards. Come on. I, I agree you with you. Where else do you drop this? Do they just fucking shadow drop it on like a YouTube channel somewhere? <laughs> well, I think this game's so big that they could. Um, but I think, you know, the Game Awards is probably the biggest gaming event of the year in terms of eyeballs on it. Jeff Keighley is begging for this trailer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But then my only concern if it's at the Game Awards is like, where do you place that? Because if you put this in the beginning or something, it's going to completely overshadow anything, even the people receiving the awards. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, I know usually uh, those shows end with Game of the Year and then that's it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if it's like Game of the Year and then, you know, oh, here is the GTA 6 trailer. <laughs> See you later. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that would be my only concern with that. But yeah, Game Awards makes a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this, this is probably the biggest game in this generation. Probably. I mean, just in terms of popularity, probably sales. I mean, <laughs> everything is going to get out of the way of this game. Um, and I feel that if it's in, in, I think, uh, take two, some of their projected earnings or something, um, basically kind of gave this away, but I, I think this game's coming out next year, too. Um, Rockstar's been pretty good with that recently. I know they don't really put out a lot of games of, you know, just they just kind of announce it, and it'll be out in a few months sort of thing. Red Dead 2 was that way. Um, so I'm, I'm really I'm really intrigued. Um, I'm just curious what they will do with this game of uh, just, obviously, they pretty much have an unlimited budget there's way better uh technology in these consoles compared to when gta 5 came out um what do they do with gta online as well how does that impact this game um does this game have a single player it probably does but i don't think it's a crazy thought to think that it might not (laughs) with the success of gta online um and then I, i think too just i'm curious on um you know, I feel like Red Dead 2 and then even more recently like Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Elden Ring really pushed the open world genre into like just different places. And I'm just curious what, how does Rockstar potentially take that even further with a GTA 6? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm curious about the setting. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You know, what I would think would be funny is if they set it in the future and tried to steal Cyberpunk's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I don't see that happening, but yeah, that, no. that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious, too, uh, just GTA Five. you played as three different characters. You know, is this just a single character? Are they back to that? Are you playing as multiple characters again? Um, yeah, I'm curious on that. And I, I think, too, uh, this is going to be an interesting game because uh what dan hauser's not there anymore and um oh man i'm forgetting his name i will have to try try to find that but a pretty key figure left a few years ago that was pretty key to um grand theft auto's success back in the day i'll have to look that up on who that is but uh uh yeah it's gonna be 
gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm... I still remember when GTA Five came out. Just how crazy of a day that was because I wasn't planning on getting it the day it came out, but I decided just the hype got me, um, and the review scores, all that stuff. I I decided I'm like fucking, I'm gonna go buy this, and I went to Just Press Play, and the guy was literally mad at me that I didn't have it pre-ordered because they were running out of copies. Mm-hmm. Hey, he sold me a copy, but he was like actually annoyed. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> clearly, like, you know, some places underestimated how how many uh, copies they would need on the day of release. But that was, yeah, that was a pretty crazy day. Yeah. All right. What else do we? All right, let's get, let's get back to PlayStation. Um, just some quick things here. Uh, they are losing their Twitter integration. Um, it's funny that they're calling it Twitter still, <laughs> despite uh, it being X now. Uh, I like I like that they called it Twitter. Um, oh wait, no. They, okay, so the article called so did Sony call it X? Hmm. Has confirmed X. Whatever. No one's posting on that dead site anyway. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and now it's not going to be... Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh, what I care about is these six live service titles that have apparently been delayed. Um, so they promised... 12 would, would have been... They promised 12 by the end of March 2026. Now that's reduced to 6. Um, I don't know, even know how they know these games. Are... You don't make promises like this, damn it. <laughs> right. That, that's, that's what I got to say. Like 12 live service games. Like most companies have a hard time keeping up with one. Yeah. Like. What the fuck? It's right. fucking stupid. Yeah, so uh, really quick, Leslie Benzies is who I was thinking of. Who left The Benz. Uh, Rock, yeah, who left Rockstar and then sued him, I think, uh, later. Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, that's who I was thinking of. Not there. So his first game without, without him as well. So, But yeah, back to Sony, I agree with you. I think they're just... I think they see, uh, say, Fortnite, how much money Fortnite makes, and I think they probably know that a lot of these won't stick, but if they can get one of them to stick, then it's probably worth it, because of how much money they will probably make. Um, And I think they're realizing probably how very difficult these games are to make, and yeah, 12 to 6 is a lot. Uh, I think 6 is still a lot. 6 is still too much. And, um, I, I'm also just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally kind of annoyed by this story anymore. <laughs> I just feel like we sit here and we talk about these live service games so much, but we know fucking nothing about them. And yes, they announced, uh, fair games and Concord at their latest, latest showcase, but it's still, we don't even know anything about those games. There's yeah. all these reporting about the, uh, last of us factions that, you know, who fucking knows? Is it dead? Is it not? I don't know. And it's like, it's just kind of like this thing that's there. And we have no idea what is actually happening 
these games could be good. They might not be good. I have no idea, but, you know, it's... Sony just doesn't say anything, so it's, you know, we still sit here and just, you know... Fucking play with ourselves until they say something. (laughs) Exactly, so... But yeah, um, yeah, I I just wonder if, uh, you know, this, this shift is from Bungie... Um, and the issues they're having, apparently, you know, the last of us factions not being good or, or not being sticky enough, I should say, I'm sure the game is probably fine, but you know, maybe they're just pulling back and saying 12 is too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's <sighs> possible. Um, maybe they should it, stick it, to single player games cause it seems like Spider-Man two is doing well. Yeah, well, well, the one thing I was going to say is, like, yes, with the single-player games, they're, you know, you might not make as much money as, say, a live service game that hits and sticks, but you'll make a lot of money, like Spider-Man. But I wonder how much, if they're delaying these games, then there's probably a gap there, potentially, oh, yeah. in, in their release schedule for first-party stuff that I just wonder if... That'll. I wonder if that's an actual thing. Like there is now this gap because they were hoping to have all these titles out, and now they're not going to get them out. So what happens there? I I don't know. It's obvious they just lay off people. That's what they do. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that could totally happen. But yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two doing very well. Uh, yeah, they've sold 5 million copies in 11 days. Uh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of Spider-Mans out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just had a terrible thought, and I don't want to speak it into existence, but Spider-Verse live action, not a live service game. You know, I, I think they could do something like that. Um... Yeah, the problem is that they, these live service games, they need content constantly. I think it would be cool if it's like, here is a couple hour story every three months or something, but it's like, it's just in this game. That'd be sweet. Um, And I think they did confirm that Spider-Man and the Wolverine game Insomniac's making are in the same universe, which is Hmm. cool. Really curious what they'll do with that, but what if they make Spider-Man a strand game in which <laughs> the more that people play and solve crimes in certain areas, the less crime there is in everyone's cities. Or if like certain areas get neglected, they get more crime ridden. Mm. Hold on, Sony. I, I need to get Sony on the phone. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need a Spider-Man strand game. <laughs> There we go. Maybe they just need to buy Kojima and his team because of the Strand games, and that can help all their live service, you know? Mm -hmm. That's Mm. the key that they're missing Mm. right there. (laughs) Uh, um, Anything else you want to say about Spider-Man here? No. uh, The only thing I was going to say is 5 million copies and there's only 40-something million PlayStation 5s out there. It's one in it's eight. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good attach rate. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about, about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 and why uh, why it might be bad. 
<laughs> and you shouldn't buy it. Either. And yes, why you should not buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Um, a, it's a, it's, uh, it's propaganda, and uh, B, it's a bad video game. Um, <laughs> um, so Sledgehammer had about half the time it normally takes to make a Call of Duty game to make this one. Um, and that's yes. probably why it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You have half the time it normally takes to make one of these. Fucking suck it up. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Fucking awful. Like, imagine working there and, like, you're like, well, we're not releasing a game this year. Oh, they're saying we're releasing a game this year. Surely it's just DLC. It's not DLC. <laughs> Yep. They want us to make a whole ass video game. We weren't, we weren't signed up for this. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is fucking disgusting. Like, was Activision trying to get? Like, did Activision anticipate this? The uh, acquisition not going through and thinking that they needed to release a game this year, or what the fuck was happening? Yeah, I, I, I truly do wonder. Um. Yeah, what what were those conversations like and why? Because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, they have three years typically to make a Call of Duty game, which three years now is uh, definitely very tough to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been, but, you know, games get bigger and bigger, more detailed, all that stuff that, you know, we're seeing the average cycle go to like four or five years now. Um, so, you know, that's still a pretty tight time frame, and apparently they made this game in, like, basically 18 months, which is, like, why? And, and, yeah, was it because of the acquisition? But it's, like, okay, you're not putting out a game this year. I think you'll probably still make a lot of money because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 from last year is still one of the best-selling games of this year. You'll probably be okay, you know, especially if you put out like a DLC that's twenty dollars, thirty dollars, or something, and you know, I'm sure you'll make a lot of money off of that. But they're not making all the money. But now they have, I feel like, really, Call of Duty's going to survive. But they they have damaged their brand pretty. They've pretty released badly the worst here. Call of Duty in a long time. <laughs> that's what they. Yeah, been. and maybe ever Which... too. I mean, it's it. They really damaged this brand to the point where it's like, was that. Is it worth it? When was it worth it to do this? Because I don't think it was. Yeah. But I don't know. Financially, I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's plenty of people that unfortunately bought this thing. Yeah. And And unfortunately, you're getting spawned killed, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. And and so, so the campaign is really bad. You're basically playing on the Warzone map, and it's just these, like, kind of uninspired missions because they had no time to actually make anything specific. And then, you know, they decided, oh, we're going to pull all these Modern Warfare old maps back and kind of remake them. Okay, we're going to get the nostalgia on people. But then they're pulling some of these maps because some of the spawn points are so bad. (laughs) People are getting killed so quickly. It's like, dude, what did you pay for? This is awful. And I just... And it's one of those things like... 
I just feel bad for the development team because clearly they knew and they were under so much stress to put a game out when it's just these jackasses making all these decisions. Like, ugh, it sucks. It sucks so much. Is this the first year in a long time Call of Duty is not the best-selling game? Or do you think Call of Duty still remains the best-selling game? I think it will... I think it will, but it would not surprise me, though, if it's not. Because this game is so, so bad. And I think I think Hogwarts Legacy is the best-selling game of the year so far. And that game keeps selling. It's on the charts every month. So maybe, maybe. But I, I do think overall it'll, it'll be the best. Mm-hmm. Which is really unfortunate. Because I just think people are getting completely ripped off with yeah. this thing. But we're here telling you, everyone listening... Do not buy the new Call of Duty. No. Just keep playing Modern Warfare 2. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Go play that game. Or apparently if you don't two... have if you don't have Call of Duty, just download Warzone for free and play some Warzone. Yeah. Right. And apparently too, like the the install of this game's a little bit of a mess because now they're replacing basically the icon that would say Modern Warfare 3 on your console screen is yeah. now going to say Call of Duty HQ and everything lives within that, which, okay, I think that does make sense, but it's it's just kind of poor at how it's done. And I think war, the introduction of Warzone really screwed that up with how Call of Duty kind of works through this. So I don't know, hopefully that gets better in the future, but that didn't, you know, the things I read about that don't seem very pretty either. Yeah. This game's like 250 gigs or something, too. It's like, what? <laughs> what? What is going on here? Yeah, I don't have space for that. Fuck that. <laughs> no. No. I don't have space for it in my life or on my hard drive. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's all the news we've got, though. I'm pretty sure we covered it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Um... Any final thoughts? No, man. I'm just itching to get back to playing Baldur's Gate 3 here. <laughs> and more Spider-Man. And... Yeah. yeah. That's good yeah. shit. All right, everybody. Um, we're going to go play some games, get back to you next week to talk about them. That's what we do here. Um, so, you know, do all those good things. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends, all that good shit. You know what? You know what's up. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Get on down, Hoosh.